Now, I have two gentlemen sitting in front of me to talk all about sport in the Renmore area. And we're looking at Liam Mellows Club and also St. James as well. And I'm joined by uh, Owen Concannon and David Collins as well. Uh, you're both very welcome on to the programme today here in Flannery's Hotel, gentlemen. And Owen, I might start with you first because you actually started off and you were playing with Mellows in the, the hurling yeah. scene first as you started off. Yeah, it, Mellows was the... Was Hurling was my first choice of sport, I suppose. My father uh, brought me down to the plots in Wokey. That's where Lane Mellows used to train yeah. uh, years ago. So I think it was five or six. And um, yeah, I stayed playing with Mellows up until I was about 15. Um, but I didn't see a Gaelic football, I think, until I was 12. Yeah. So it was all hurling up until then. Um, and yeah, then I was out in the green down Remore in uh, beside my home house and uh, Vinnie Gilmore he's since passed uh, God rest him um, from Father Griffins we were all playing as kids as we used to over in the green area and uh, he had just mentioned to me oh would you like to come down and play uh, some Gaelic football and at the time I was just hurling mad so I went down to one session with Father Griffins and that was the first time I ever touched a Gaelic football then as well but yeah Mellows Mellows I was nearly 12, 13 years playing hurling, first wow. off. So, yeah. And then how did the move from Father Griffin's in the football to St. James's happen? <laughs> well, there's a, there's a bit of a story about that. <laughs> can, suppose, can, can yeah. it, is it fit for broadcast? Yeah, it's fit for broadcast. <laughs> I suppose everyone knows that uh, you might see Jerry O'Connell driving schools, cars driving around around more. Um, uh, it'll be a small car and you'll see a big man in it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I was I, I was playing I think it was about two years before the Griffins and uh, uh, I was walking through Remore one day and I heard this big yelp and if anyone knows Jerry O'Connell he's a real infectious laugh so he just gave me a big <laughs> shout across the road uh, uh, I went over to him the hand was out the window and he said would you join would you join Remore at the time it's Remore St. Yeah. James had, had an amalgamated it was only a senior club at the time yeah yeah so uh, I, I, I said I'd have to ask my parents <laughs> I had no answer from him. So he, that was good enough for Jerry. I'd say within a half an hour he had papers sorted and he was at, <laughs> and he was at my parents' house saying that I had told him I'd join. So they were my fondest, some of my funniest, fondest memories of, of joining around more. But um, yeah, that, and it started from there. Like, So I can, I, we always have a laugh about it over a pint of a meat, Jerry. Yeah. Um, because once he starts laughing, anyone that's with him will start <laughs> laughing too. So yeah, that's how I joined Remore. But there was others involved as well, the likes of Sean and, and Mike were involved. Well, as I played then, um, growing up, we had the likes of, I see him here beside me, Sean and Connors, there was Sean Conroy, Paul Conroy's father, uh, Mike DC, you had Seamus Burke, the Pat Burks, the Tony Hanleys. As, as you're growing up, there's so many people coming into your life through football that uh, bring you along. And mm. I suppose that was, they were great meant that God is where we are now and I suppose where the club is now and mm. things like that so it's amazing how quick the progression of the club was as well it was exponential really and the success you've had and, and I suppose the year 2010 stand, sticks out in the mind as well yeah and I, I think I think yeah and I think it's now that I suppose people say the old cliches when you get older you look back at these times but it is really I look at it and it brings back like 2010 when we got that great run to the All-Ireland Final Intermediate now we fell short at the line but the friendships and the, the people of Remore Merview Ballyban Jehishkinow Kaspar like how much it brought to them 
mm. and we didn't realise the time because you're in the bubble of playing football but yeah. like you'd always enjoy enjoy the games but like it, it's it's great to, it's now I see it's great to see how much it means to actual people mm. like and I suppose I look back at then I'm we always talk about it now like 2000, 2010 I suppose we wish we win would have won, yeah. would have won the intermediate but um, that year alone now yeah, I, th- I think it it put a change on the club and the club is now like the club has escalated now with its juveniles like the juvenile prospect of kids coming training like we have massive work being put in there in fairness um, the likes of Dave Henry I could name a few there's Olga Concar yeah. um, but and the parents like there's so many parents volunteering to come mm-hmm. down and train the kids and I think it's I think it's the games like I know it's 2010 it goes back but yeah. people want to be involved and try and get to an area where you can celebrate and everyone being together celebrating successful yeah but but even with the likes of Terry O'Regan on earlier on and he's sort of power of work in St. James as well and he mentioned that you go into town now and you see lots of young kids boys and girls all wearing the St. James's top with pride and you had a great run this year so I know you were unfortunate mm. against Montpellier my lot but it was and the players you developed and the standard of players you've developed that have gone on to inter-county yeah. standard as well yeah like in one sense I go back to 2010 like we, we sort of hit a blip in younger generation players coming through mm. But now, um, like as I said, the work that was put in over the last few years, keeping that, because it's very hard in a city area because you're pulling from hurling, as David said, like Mellows, we're pulling from Gaelic, you have rugby, you have soccer. So a lot of players are involved in both. Yeah. And it's t- to keep them interested and playing maybe both sports or else stick with whatever club they think yeah. their passion is more for. But um, as Terry said, like the younger lads that are coming through now on our senior team they're so dedicated and it's amazing to see it just reminds it brings me back to the times that we were playing because we were young kids going into an intermediate intermediate team mm. with sort of an older panel players and it's just nice to see yeah. yeah and club fuels county as well I know it's a great privilege for any club when their players go on to inter-county uh, level and representing their county and, and you did that with Galway mm. just talk us through some of the days there you flew back from Spain for a minor a yeah. minor match <laughs> yeah it was a bit of a strange strange <laughs> one uh, at the time Bunty Roach was our, ma- our manager at the time and uh, my parents were going away and I suppose I was only 16 at the time it was, it was one of my first years so I was 16 and my parents were you're not really staying at home on your own but mm. the they knew that I, I have to play this game so I think we all sat down Bunty, Davy Watt at the time, he's a Michaels man and uh, I think they sort of gave me a bit of leeway to decide that look at, we'll pay for a flight for one to come back so I got to go on a week's holiday <laughs> and we came back and uh, we actually won the Connacht Minor, the Connacht Minor title that year which was great, we beat me all by a point so yeah there are days you'll always look back at memory and like and you remember the senior match that day as well? The senior match, that day, the senior match, if I'm right in the years now, because I don't know that I get what was I mixed up, but I'll always remember, I remember playing a match before, uh, before the Mayo game, all right, and uh, uh, Michael Jackson had passed away. I think everyone remember the day that Conor Mortimer lifted up his jersey and he had it spelled Michal Jackson. <laughs> um, but yeah, things like that, you remember the game. And it was... When we look outside there now, it's snowing. That day was probably one of the hottest days I think we've ever had in Galway. Yeah. 
And uh, it wouldn't be like a Mayo man to be flamboyant and showing off at, at all, at all. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, but you have also have um, great memories of, of some tough battles. That, the likes of that Sligo game and extra time and that goal and the Meehan injury. You've, you've yeah, you've, they were the, like, I played senior football for six years and I always loved putting on the jersey for Galway and playing it. Maybe I, I could have went on a few more years, but yeah, that game alone, you pick up the small little pointers, I suppose, your own personal achievements. Now, at the time, I suppose Galway football mightn't have been in its, in its best place, but yeah, I remember that. I remember that day that it was the last minute, and like I remember watching these guys like Park Joyce, but that one day he was actually setting me up for the goal. So things like that, like it's great to play in the field with legends like that of the sport, and we went on to the replay, and I think that was a... We actually lost the replay to Sligo up in Sligo. And uh, yeah, that was the day Michael hurt his, his first injury on his ankle, right? But uh, as I look back on that, I, you sort of would pinch yourself that you got to play football on the field with these type of legends like Port Choice, Decky Meehan, Michael Meehan. And the, even lads that I went to school with, like Garrett yeah. Bradshaw and myself and Paul, we grew up playing football with each other throughout the years. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, And it's come full circle now because you have Pork managing the team and Paul is still involved as well. Yeah, yeah. Come full circle, and it, it's it looks like they're doing great things. I'm hoping, I'm hoping they can actually push on this year. I know people are saying they've had one or two bad results, but look, don't get too excited for the league yet. Yeah. Hopefully, they get a re- result now up in Clonus. Just take a bit of ease off people talking about all oh, relegation stuff. So, yeah. um, but yeah, and it's great to see Paul. Like Paul, in fairness, as I do say, it, like I, he's getting younger with age. Like, like a he, fine yeah, wine. he's fit. Like it's fitter. He's getting. Yeah. And he's a great ambassador for our club. Like the service he's given to Galway, um, it's just it's immense. Like and fair play to him through things he's got, he's come through. Like and now you're living in Ballybrit, not too far away from us here in Renmore, and you're working with Interjour. Yeah, I'm living in Ballybrit. Literally, uh, I suppose five minute drive from here. We're in Flannery's. Um, I'm living there with my wife, my mother-in-law Mary. I'll give her have to give her a shout out. Um, <laughs> I have two kids, um, James, Abby, James and Abby. Abby's three and James six. So I'm living there five years, yeah. It's not much of a difference to being around more. It's not like I went out the country and so I'm mm. still in I'm still in town, so you're kept busy with everything going on. Brilliant. Say what if you don't mind, I'm gonna go over to David Collins now. David, you're you're welcome onto the programme. And uh, you're covering Lee Mellows for us and uh, You've a long association with Renmore as well. Your mother Mary was from Renmore Park. She was indeed, yes. Um, back back in those days, and she's still living in Lurgan Park. Um, so yeah, I've, I'm a Lurgan Park boy, and it's kind of funny. Listen, on like once you take, you can't take the boy out of the city, like you know. You're once you're a city boy, that's it. <laughs> talk, talk to us about your your memories of of Mellows growing up, and you've, you've had great <coughs> success as well. We've had great success, but that success hasn't come easy either, though, John. You know. No more than own, we've had our ups and downs, we've been intermediate for a year. But I suppose it really started, as Owen was saying, in, in the plots where we didn't have our own pitch here at the time. And back in 84, when it was opened, Meadows itself, I suppose, really was kind of only developing. And since then, it has become an absolute massive club. Um, like, we have Camogie, we have the Senior Hurling, we have the Juniors, we have all the underage structures in there. So... Really and truly, there's been lots of work gone on since I, I was a young kid, and there was no camogie at the time, and the, and the club is thriving right now. Yeah. So yeah, it's been there's amazing memories of it, um, from the likes of even Niall Mac and Ernie there, when, it, when God rest him, he was from Galina here, uh, living there. 
Um, his son has now the, the, the go with plastic surgeon place. So, like, people like that in the club, mm. these are long-term friends and for friends for life. And that's the one thing I'll say about the, the GAA scene. In your club, you will always be able to ring a guy after a match or after a session or even when you retire, they're friends for life. And that's the one thing I will always cherish with, with Lee Meadows. You know, so it's, it's an amazing facility. Lots of work got in behind the scenes and, and lots more to do, you know. It is an amazing facility and it's a beautiful scenery you have there looking out over it's the It's lovely and well. scenic there in a wet, yeah. wet evening and a windy evening. I don't fancy playing hurling myself now. <laughs> we, we've developed massively. Obviously, we have the Astro Cages there that are they're, they're being used by the club and also, I suppose, a way to generate income to actually keep the club going. Um, and then you have the new two new facilities in terms of the, the juvenile pitch and the new senior pitch. So they're massive. The next stage really is to get a bigger clubhouse because we've got three pitches with only two dressing rooms and it's causing a bit of a backlog at the moment for our senior teams, you know, and the, and the intermediate Camoga team, which had huge successes last year. So yeah. proud to be part of it. We just need to keep driving it on. And, and you know, Gemma was here a while ago and she mentioned the development in underage sport with girls especially. And like, that is huge and you can see that. And it's mm. key to the city that we have the structures in place, the facilities in place for actually kids to develop and actually play hurling, play football, play hockey, everything that goes along with that. Yeah. You've had huge success uh, with Mellows and with Galway as well, but from a Mellows point of view, what stands out for you? Is it 2017 or what, what stands out for you? 2017 was amazing, absolutely, yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know, actually, the, one of the lasting memories of the last couple of years is actually going down training the tots now. Um, <laughs> and it is absolutely hilarious. It just brings you back to the whole, what it's all about. Yeah. And the enjoyment you get to see them. Like, there's a fantastic bunch of, of parents there training the kids. And we've an open day this Sunday uh, between 10 and 12. And you can just see the enjoyment. They might be... They might need to be able to pick up a hurl, but they're doing somersaults and cartwheels and stuff in the middle of the pitch. <laughs> and, you know, that enjoyment is there. So I think giving back like that to the club and all the parents, as all mentioned a while ago, volunteering is huge. And I, we, we, you cannot, you cannot emphasise it enough because if the kids see your parents playing or getting involved, they're automatically drawn to the club. Um, and, and that's one of the key things. But, yeah, going back to, obviously, my own playing career, 2017 was amazing, co-captain the team with Angus, one of my best friends throughout my career in Meadows and even from a Galway scene it was something epic um, like I played with Galway for only 12, 13 years and yeah we had great days we had massive achievements personal achievements team achievements but stand up in Pierce Stadium and lift the Tom Callan Cup that just could, couldn't be topped from my side uh, and to play with your friends as Owen rightly knows when they won the intermediate back in the day you just cannot buy moments like that John Absolutely. And I think the younger generation, you mentioned the Tots, they need people to look up to. And as someone who was a hurler of the year and an all-star as well, they definitely have that in you as well. It must be nice to pass it on to the younger generation. Uh, it's funny, right? I, I don't think half of them wouldn't know, you know, because you're not playing anymore. <laughs> and you're gonna, you're the old lad in the corner and love the three kids. So, yeah, they don't know you. But obviously there is, there's huge respect. And we had a massive night there last week with, in the Clayton with the club. So fair to them for organising that. And it was a... A huge celebration for both the senior hurling team and the actual camogie team and all those involved the junior b's or the junior d's won last year too so yeah they have got role models not alone in me but in there's, there's guys coming through the likes of ed o'reilly there that's a young under 20 coming up to, up the ranks tyke Harden played for a number of years is still playing the morrisseys like those guys are fantastic leaders in our club um but they also have, as I said, I mentioned a while ago, the likes of Niall McInerney, the two Duggans, Jimmy and Shawnee, and all these like mm. stalwarts in the club that have 
massive history and our legendary status really you know so yeah. yeah they're there but we need to get more on the scene we haven't anybody right now in the senior setup uh, and I suppose I've taken over as senior manager one of the kind of core objectives will be to to drive that uptake to drive that engagement with the, with the senior squad you know I love your passion it's, it's great to listen to someone so passionate about the game of Hurl as well and people have heard you I suppose on over the line as well so you're, you're well used to, to speaking about oh. the game and you have a great love for it yeah I don't sit in the fence now and I've been told <laughs> <laughs> probably comes back to bite me but look you're not Switzerland no definitely not and I'm passionate about it I love it I, I've been brought up with it um, it's, it's been my life and I took a year out last year um, since I retired just to kind of set back, st- step back from it and get the hunger back because I was absolutely burnt from it. Yeah. Um, both from playing into county and club and the demands of that. It's not a case anymore where you just turn out and you play the game. Um, your prep is seven days a week. Mm. Uh, your training, your diet, your nutrition, your mentality, everything goes into that. And lads nowadays are so tuned in. You'll know it all. Yeah, yeah. Like they're... It's just gone to a different level. Like It has completely. Like Club level now is what Intercounty was yes. when I was 2010. We were only talking about that, yeah. Club level, like when, back in when, when I was playing, I suppose, like the level of nutrition back then is not even, it's just like... Yeah, that and S&C, like your S&C guys are, are everywhere. Yeah. Mm. But you need it because you're trying to keep players on the pitch all the time. Yeah. And that's one of the hardest and toughest jobs I'm finding right now is getting lads on the pitch. But they're all bought in. Um, but it's just that lifestyle and balance they're not messing they're not coming back like we remember the days when we were training we used to have I remember in 2006 7 8 9 in that, in that younger generation when I was coming up we had fat camps basically in, in Intercontinental <laughs> where, you, where you'd winter well winter well and come back yeah. and go training and you're, you're, you're literally putting a black bag on yourself to run around the field that doesn't happen anymore yeah. Yeah. because lads are conditioned they're in the gym full time and it's, it's great to see you too. And just to go to your working life, so you're the Director of Technical Operations in Enterasense, uh, and you're a start-up medical device company for the last five years, and it's going well for you? It's going very well right now, yeah. Um, difficult. Um, I took the jump from HP. Uh, I was with Hewlett-Packard Enterprise for probably 15 years before that, and jumped to the world of medical devices. So we've brought an idea from concept to market um, in the US at the moment um, small little medical device that detects blood in the upper GI so yeah we uh, I was laughing a while ago and you mentioned uh, the job spots I could hire a few people <laughs> in the next while in relation to quality engineering and that kind of crack so yeah we, we've had success in our development phase we need to drive it now and uptake and, and change behaviours within the, the hospital environment so it's yeah. been interesting very interesting. And you're also giving back outside the playing pitch as well to different organisations like the Jigsaw and Down Syndrome Ireland always a cause close to your heart as well. Yeah, Jigsaw has always been a close to my heart. Um, obviously with the passing of, of Niall Donoghue at the time, I was always involved with Jigsaw. Um, experienced it in my, in my own personal life too, that, that, that area of it. And it's, it's something we can all give back to. Um, the Jigsaw organisation founded in Galway at the time back in the day the fair green they had a massive facility there Justin McDermott is a very good friend of mine fundraising manager and we used to support it with uh, Hewlett Packard as well and of course I have a a beautiful niece uh, Down Syndrome and we do a lot of support for that too so Mm -hmm. those little things I think are key to give back and to realise that we have to support it and you know to support the care and the the facilities that are there and that we can do I'll happily get involved on that side but yeah so it's it's very rewarding. No more than giving back to the club and training with the club, you kind of yeah. get a sense of 
achievement personally wise and from the point of view of actually kind of delivering something that tangible mm. you say you're not pc but i think you're very measured there this morning i wouldn't like to see in a room with george mcdonough though on the crew so uh, <laughs> we'll have to watch this space uh, yeah, yeah. some monday evening yeah that's good for now in fairness i think george is uh, george likes to push a few buttons and uh, he gets a few bike backs now in fairness but look at you have to have that and i think the world uh, is that sometimes it is gone too pc yeah um and lads have to speak openly and honestly of what they believe and how they feel otherwise they're just beating around the bush you know mm. David Collins and Owen Concannon, thank you for joining us on the sports section of Community Matters here in Renmore. Thank you very much. Thanks. Still to come, we have Paul Gohan and a number of guests between now and 12 noon. Kern Gawid FM and Shrak Community Matters a lot Oh, very good morning to you. Welcome back to Flannery's Hotel. We're with you right through until uh, 12 midday. Looking at uh, Renmore, Paul Gohan sits up to me this morning. Paul, morning to you. Morning, I'll pull you in a little bit there Thank and we're going to start with a bit of music for a second. So what are you going to do? I'm going doing to do a couple song. of verses of what? I'm going to do a song called All the Ways You Wander by John Spillane and it's a song that I didn't know about until my son asked me to play it at his wedding just over a year ago and I researched it and it's a beautiful song. We sang it in the church of his wedding, Rory, my son and it's a beautiful song called All the Ways You Wander by John Spillane of true friendship and friendship until the end. Uh, and a wonderful, talented man, just like you as well, so he is. <laughs> Fantastic. And a great, and a great, great friend of mine. A great he friend is, of he mine. indeed. Take it away. light searching for the island of your heart's delight and I wait for you like a true friend yes I wait for you till the very end yes I Absolutely. Well done. Thank you. Well done, well done, well done. Listen, you're, you're still on the music circuit. You're a long time older than myself, at it? I'm a long time ago. I'll pull sure. you right in there. I sure, you, am. You. I sure am indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose back in the early 70s in Renmore Park, um, myself, Bernard Shapiro and Mike Arrigan, we started playing, making noise, should I say, in garages and in our houses. And um, from there, right through until present day, I'm playing music. Uh, in, in, Ren in Renmore Park with Mike and Bernard you know we did some crazy things would you believe our very first gig was right here in Friendly's Hotel 
Get away. upstairs, yeah. It was called a hop. And yeah. I remember residents wanted to organise something for the the huge gathering of young people in Renmore at the time. And um, so uh, the Renmore residents came along and asked us would we play a, a gig for them, for the, for, the, for, the, for the young kids of the parish. We hadn't a clue. We had no songs. We had nothing. Um, um, the late... And, and was there an upstairs here then? Yeah, or? there's a room upstairs here. Wow. I didn't and know I that. often go up and I've often brought, brought my, my son and daughter up there to have a look at it, Rory and Sarah. I often bring them up and just show them this is where my very first gig ever was. Yeah. Mike Garrigan on, on a makeshift drums that we made up from in boxes. Bernard Shapiro on a cheap little bass guitar and myself on a guitar acoustic with a, a cheap pickup with a bottom rafteries. And they, they were rafteries, you're bringing back memories there. The rafteries, well. yeah. But they were simple, simple times. Uh, so they were. They were. Yeah. And you've, you stayed with the music and you're still out your, a few times during the week performing? I am. Um, I am, yeah. Not as much. Uh, Covid changed a lot. Uh, we were the first to go. Yeah. I was doing a full time before Covid completely. Covid changed a lot. We were first to go and last to come back. And I got something in between that. So now um, I'm doing about maybe two, maybe one or two a week at the moment. Yeah. Locally. I'm just doing locally, you know. Enough to keep you busy. From Enough there. to keep me busy. I like doing it. I love doing it. I love entertaining and I love playing songs. And, and um, I just like doing it, yeah. So, yeah, I keep going. So you grew up in Renmore Park then? I grew up in Renmore Park. I was born in Murphy, actually. Number one, Connolly Avenue. And then I uh, had a very young family. Our, our family moved over to Remmer Park when it was built. The first estate by McInerney's, as you mentioned earlier on. Mm. McInerney's built this wonderful estate. Uh, my mother, um, father, Alfred Gohan, um, and Helen Gohan. And the, my father had a sweet factory in Galway. Sweet Go- factory? Galway penny bars. Yeah, Gohan yeah. penny bars. Yeah. Get away. The penny bars, yeah. The blackjack, um, the pineapple. Um, spearmint, the boys, all that type of stuff, yeah. Yeah, honestly, he'd made that stuff down in, in uh, Munster Avenue before he passed away at a very young age. So we moved over from Murview. Um, eight, eight of us in the family, six kids, and in Remember Park in the mid 60s moved out there. So I'm nearly 60 years there. Wow, yeah. And you didn't go far when you when you did by your own family home, you didn't go too far. I didn't go too far, no. I stayed in the parish. I married a Murview girl, Karen Joyce. And I moved over to uh, Lurgan Park, a house in Lurgan Park, still, still in the same parish. Mm. Again, you've had an interesting time. Um, you mentioned Bernard. You were involved in soccer as well then, were you? I was. We, uh, from the very early age, before music kicked in with us, we were mad into soccer in Renmore. Absolutely mad into soccer. And we used to play a lot of football on the streets. And then, in, I remember in Dunamara, there was a lot of kids playing football, nothing to do in the evening times. There could be a 16 or 17 aside playing soccer. I remember, and this is long before the Remmore officially establishment of 50 years ago, which we had recently, a celebration of Remmore soccer. Before that, I have to give credit to a fellow called Mike Darcy from Review. Yeah, yeah. He came over in his car, not knowing any of us. I remember him parked on the far end of the park, and he called us over, and he said, lads, would you like to register for soccer with the Galway FA? And we didn't think about this, because this is a lot of you playing soccer, and there's nothing to happen. There's no club here in Remmore. So in fairness to him, he was the first to register any Remmore soccer player. And it went from there on. Um, I became secretary of the club with Philip Smith and Bernard Shapiro. We were there. Philip was the president. I was the secretary, and Bernard Shapiro was the was the um, the treasurer. And from there, then it moved on to officially Remmore Soccer. But yeah, we were heavily involved in soccer at the time. Mm. Yeah, I, I wish we had loads more time because you have so much to tell me. You'll have to come in another morning. So yeah, you will. Um, I mean, you've so much, so much. Really, you were involved in the the uh, panto, the yeah. Smurfs. 
you were involved with the Fuse Band. The Fuse, the indeed, fuse, yeah. Gradually, from the country like, with the Fuse, yeah. yeah. Father Jack and the sermons uh, from the tape in South Africa. Yeah. And, I mean, there's so much more in. We'll get you another morning, so if you don't mind, Paul. But Not at all, yeah. Listen, sure. well, well done to you, and congratulations. And you're looking mighty, so you are. Thank you Look so much. Sean Power up there now. The two of you were up there. You were like you were like the coalition <laughs> government sorting out things up there. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Paul Listen, Dan, thanks, thanks for having me on, and uh, the best look to you, Keith, in, in, in your ventures ahead. And thank you for everything for Plutium. Thank you as well. Quick commercial break. We have three guests next, and they're about two minutes each, but we're going to get to them next. Stay tuned. The Community Matters series is brought to you by Galway Bay FM and is funded by Commission Mignon. Oh, very good morning to you. Welcome into today's programme. I want to go to three guests and unfortunately we don't have much time but I want to go to Gerard Leahy who sits opposite me today. Uh, Gerard, your, your family have been in, in um, all parts of Renmore. Your dad is former mayor as well. So you, you have fond memories of Renmore? Yeah, my parents came to my present home in 1961 when Renmore was in its infancy. They were just building Renmore Park at the time and then of course we had all the more recent developments and I can remember a time when there were vacant sites on Renmore Road when there was you wouldn't notice rush hour traffic and there was no rush hour traffic then your dad was in CAE yes that was his main job but most people think of him for his political endeavours yeah and you never followed him through yet did you uh, I have an involvement in the in the Fianna Fáil party but I, I, I never thought seriously about going for election mm. but uh, you and I went to school together correct I've met more schoolmates today than I've met in a long time. Um, but again, you've just very fond memories of, of Renmore and growing up there and being on Ren and being on the Dublin Road. That's right. That's right. It has always been a pleasant place to live. Like, you have everything close by. And, you know, um, the likes of the schools, the church, even the hotels, the leisure centres. Um, a lot of nice people around the place. We always were lucky to have good neighbours, mm. and and um, some of them have now gone to their eternal reward. I have fond memories of them, but um, generally, it's it's a pleasant place to live. And we're the next generation, so we are. We Sean, are. We're the right. Will we you stay with me? I want to go to uh, Sean Connors, who joins you. Sean, morning to you. How are you today? Thanks for joining us uh, today. Um, again, you you came here, so you did um, in '84. You worked for the McCarthy family, did you? I did indeed. I spent 25 years working with Old More Dairies. My God. Yes, and a, long, a long time. Where did you come from? In I originally came from a small village in Midlab and Islow, uh, County Galway. And well, what we, brought you into Renmore? Uh, work at the time. Wow. And uh, we're, myself and my wife, Teresa, were living there since. So they started all more dairies. And was Galway Dairies here anything to do with it? At that no, not, no. At the, not, at the, not at the time. The, it was owned by there was three people that owned, that owned the old more dairies at the time. Yeah. And then it was taken over by Midwest. Hmm. And good memories. You're also awesome, fantastic, fantastic memories. Early mornings. Um, used to leave the house around 4.30 in the morning, return home maybe around one thirty, And that was f uh, six days a week. Uh, George, you thought you worked hard in the in the HSE. Look what he was doing. Ah, he had a soft job. <laughs> <laughs> There's no soft jobs in the HSE. I'm just covering myself. I know. <laughs> Correct. I'm uh, just covering myself yes. from there. Uh, you're involved in the golf society. You know, you don't come across as being um, a, a golfer. No, I, well, I, that's why I look a bit big than I am. Don't know. That's I tell. That's the reason why. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the, you don't have the, the hair, the suave hair. Ah, oh, well. Yeah that time 25 20 years 25 years ago i'd say we started uh, the golf society myself and brendan welch and uh, joe travers 
and it's going very well ever since. You're bringing back more memories there. Is that Joe, the photographer? Correct. I got it both. Actually, he's a neighbour of mine. Give him our regards. And at, by the way, he's ill at the moment, so I'd like to wish him a speedy recovery. A, a gentleman of gentlemen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Rain Moore has been good to you? Very, very, very good. Yeah. I met some fantastic people, doing well the likes of Alfie Howley, Patsy Nolan. Yeah. Real great friends. Yeah. And, and good people as well. Oh, absolutely. So you're retired? I'm retired, yeah. Well, I'm do, doing a little bit now with the special needs. Okay, but you're retired? I'm retired from retired. what I did, yes. And I'd stay with us if you don't enjoy Are you retired yet? Retired from the HSE, but I'm working on another project a bit like yourself. Can you I tell me? Going I, soon. I can't tell you about my project, but can you tell me about your project? Uh, um, I worked in the main, my main, most of my working life was in the area of pensions. And yeah. I'm going to do a bit of that as a private consultant. Good on you. Um, Good. There's, um, need, there's yeah. need for it. Yeah. Listen, well done to you. And I'm joined by Martha Begley Shade, and uh, she wants a full hour to herself, but you don't have it. <laughs> Come Hi, on, what's, morning, your, what's your involvement with Ren Moore? I came to Renmore in 2000. I came to Renmore in 2008, and uh, I have loved every minute of it since. Uh, so much so that I've gotten involved in doing the Renmore notes for the City Tribune, and I wanted to give a big we'll shout a out next week. Now, so we'll go on. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, if we get a good photo now in a minute. Um, I wanted to say thank you to everybody who contributes to the Renmore Notes. Uh, it's a wonderful community thing. And thanks too to the Judy Murphy and Enda Cunningham in the Connacht Tribune who provide us with this opportunity to put our notes out there. The second thing is I'm also involved so in the... She's the boss then altogether, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, no, I wanted to get the, my The Dugans wouldn't do that to me. Go on. <laughs> no, Renmore Neighbourhood Watch is still very much active. And I was uh, working with Emily Devey. Emily Devey set up and ran and is running the Neighbourhood Watch and I wanted to say a big thank you to Emily for all she's doing. And finally, I wanted to say thank you to Seamus O'Quillan, head of the Irish Department in NUIG, who has now translated one of my, my books. She would get back to the books, wouldn't she? Go of on. Of course, yeah. What, well, the books, what do the is, books have to do with Renmore now? Go on, tell me. Well, all these books are based in Merlin Woods. Okay. And there's actually Renmore Little Girls in some of the stories. But Seamus O'Quillan, from the head, the head of the Irish Department in NUIG, translated this book. And it was all thanks to Michal S. Machtonaghe from COG. And I wanted okay. to say a big thank you for those. The Irish book is available and it's shocked in the Gaelga at the moment. But just generally I wanted to say a real heartfelt thanks to everybody from Renmore who has supported me so much with my books, The Galway Fairy Tales. You've been fantastic. Thank but, you. But they couldn't you could they couldn't say no to you because you wouldn't let them. <laughs> just wouldn't wouldn't oh, let tell them. me Listen. a story. Tell me. <laughs> I'm story. glad I like the story on that one, Martha. <laughs> Listen, thank you, uh Ger, thank you for joining us, Sean. Thank you for joining us. And Martha, thank you as well. A couple of quick comments here. Keith, lovely to hear you're broadcasting for Flannery's Hotel. I got my first job from Mary Flannery, waitressing in Flannery's. We got the great training and learned how to respect customers and employers. Mr. Flannery was a lovely gentleman and was like a second father to me. Great memories of the lovely people of Renmore. Uh, Keith, great programme. Uh, Keith, very lucky to live in such a warm and wonderful community. Ethna Carey was a major influence in the Active Retired Association in Renmore and at a national level as well. Keep up the good work. And that comes from A.H., uh, to the programme today and Ethna was indeed and we send our good wishes to Ethna Carey and uh, thanks for all the work that she did done through the years and um, there you go uh, briefly Martha yeah go I had one person also that I think Ren Moore has to thank a lot for <coughs> Terry O'Flaherty mm. She has done absolutely terrific work for everybody here in Trenton Moore. We wanted to give a big shout out to Terry. Thank you. 
Are you her election agent then, are you? No, but she's helped me so much with my books as well. And Them books will be the death life. of me, so they will today. And what have <laughs> I got to do with you? Guys, thanks I'll for joining us. I'll give you a signed copy, don't thanks worry. Thanks for joining us. Jared, lovely to see you again. And good luck with that uh, pension pro project as thanks, well. Keith. And thanks, Keith. And Sean, good luck. And uh, maybe a game of golf after after dinner, maybe? Well, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah, well, where do you play? To, where do you play? At today? the right. You head out the night. Well, maybe. Well, maybe not today. No, it's, dry, it's drying up now. Well, hopefully. Oh, out you go. Okay. Out you go. <laughs> thank you, Keith. Th- that's it for today, and thank you to all the crew uh, for making it possible. We're back July from Studio One uh, on Monday morning. But thank you indeed. Um, to all the people that made uh, the programme today and thank you to Commissioner Mon as well uh, for putting this uh, together with us uh, communities do matter and the Renmore community matters in a huge way and as a kid I was a neighbour to uh, Renmore and I have to say the people were that's a long time ago, don't say that John um, but that's a long time ago but the Renmore people were always wonderful people to us and uh, to that I am forever grateful thank you to Mary Flannery here in Flannery's Hotel, thanks to Siobhan Farraher as well for all the work that she's done today and to all the team and all the staff that are here a sincere thank you to them that is it for this week don't forget the best of is tomorrow morning and Sunday morning between 7 and 8 if you want to uh, tune into that you can do so otherwise you can email comments at goldwaybfm.ie and uh, we'll get them over the weekend and again don't forget we're back July from Studio One on Monday morning next at uh, 9 o'clock we have the British Ambassador joining us we have many other people joining us on Monday morning so do join us for that programme John Morley put a massive amount of work into this I think they've adopted him in, in uh, Renmore at this stage but from you to Keith Finnegan and all the crew and we talk to you on Monday morning uh, live from Studio One have a good and a safe weekend thanks to Doc back at base and Fiona as well who took the comments we shall talk to you Monday bye bye